All right, we're back here on the Sedano Show here on ESPN LA. Freddie Prince Jr., our guest co-host today. And, of course, the big fight this weekend, UFC 229. Conor McGregor and Khabib are going at it. And Dana White, the president of the UFC, joins us now here on ESPN Los Angeles. So, Dana, look, there's so much stuff swirling around Conor all the time, it feels like. Uh, you and him have had your own back and forth. Uh, after some of the stuff that's gone down, I remember you were on ESPN uh, on Get Up in New York kind of explaining all the stuff that went down with him uh, when, when you guys had that situation there. Um, let me ask you this. How close were you to actually parting ways with Conor McGregor? Not very close. Uh, I, I had to see how this thing played out legally for him. But, uh, no, I mean, listen, this guy, this guy is special and uh, – you know, I've never dealt with a fighter like this ever. Obviously, he's a huge superstar. People want to see him fight, and uh, yeah, it all worked out. Dana, I want to talk to you about the lightweight division because it's my favorite division in the UFC, and you have so many top shelf guys. But the one issue is, and it was with this pay per view, I saw three guys all carrying the same title at the weigh-ins, <laughs> at the press well, junkets. No. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> So, yeah, so these guys are all obviously, if you didn't lose the title in a fight, you feel like it's still your belt. Absolutely. The reality is you can't compete. You, you, you have to give up the belt. We, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you have a hundred million and you don't want to fight for a couple of years. You got to give up the belt. Um, you, you, you're walking inside with sunglasses on and you trip over something and blow your knee out the week of the fight. Somebody's got to fight for the belt. You can't tie up the division. Um, when other people are fighting, you know, three times a year to try to get that shot. You and can't do it. Dana, on, as far as the interim titles go, do you guys handle recovery time for you to keep the belt on a case-by-case basis, depending on where the money fights are? Or do you guys sort of have a system in place if they're going to be out for X amount of months, we got to strip the title? Yeah, we, we try to be as fair as we can to the guys. It's hard to win a title. It's hard to get that shot and get there. So you try to give them, you know, the most time that they can possibly get without completely screwing everything up. So so let's look into the future for a moment. And tomorrow's happened, and there's a winner in Habib Connor. There's a winner in Tony Anthony. At that point, is the next logical fight for the lightweight champion the winner of Ferguson Pettis, or do you have other plans for that champion? No, absolutely. I, I think that absolutely makes the most sense. And the reason that those guys are the co-main event is in case anything, you know, God forbid, would have happened for this event, um, one of them would have slid into that spot. I just knocked on wood, so that does not happen. <laughs> <laughs> I actually knocked Thank on you. wood. <laughs> I, 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 every time people ask me negative scenarios this week, I'm knocking on a lot of wood. <laughs> Dana White, the president of the UFC, with us here on ESPN LA. Um, with this particular fight, um, what makes Khabib so dangerous? Because it feels like a lot of people are picking him in this fight. Yeah, he's obviously the favorite. Listen, this guy's 26-0. and um, He's never lost a round in the UFC. Never lost a round. When he comes back from, you know, uh, in the corner, he's usually talking to me in between rounds. That's how casual he is about this. This guy is incredibly talented. If he gets you down on the ground and gets on top of you, no matter how good of a wrestler they are or whatever their jiu-jitsu, whatever their deal is, um, none of them have got up from underneath him. So um, he, he's, a, he's a wrecking machine. But on the flip side, 
I always believe that people don't give Connor the credit that Connor deserves. This guy is unbelievable. He's got he's got twenty one fights, nineteen of them are finishes. There's only two guys that he didn't knock out. So um, you know, you could absolutely look at this fight and say, Connor's gonna try to keep this standing, be aggressive and go after him and try to knock him out. Abib's gonna try to take this thing right to the ground, take that top position and smash Connor. That's literally the way this fight's gonna go. Dana, now a lot of fighters after seeing when Habib won the championship and you started hearing people start to question his striking, the beginning of every round, both these men are standing up. And that first 30 seconds seems to be the best opportunity for Connor to strike. And we've seen him last on the ground. Granted, it wasn't a wrestler anywhere near the level of Habib, but it was also earlier in Connor's grappling career as well. What kind of a shot do you think come fight night Odds makers will have this fight at. Do you think it'll be closer to fifty-fifty, or will Habib still be a, a betting favorite? Yeah, I I agree with the first. The thing is that no matter who, uh, what, what type of wrestlers Connor has fought before, or the wrestlers he trained with, he's never wrestled anybody like Habib. You know, when he when he gets underneath Habib, he's going to be in a place that he's never been before. And I believe that Habib hasn't fought anybody who hits as hard as Conor McGregor does. Um, so listen, the, the odds makers look at all the, uh, tools and all the facts and try to put together, uh, you know, what they believe is the correct line, but lines don't mean anything once those guys get in there and start, start fighting. Um, look, you've got a kid who's 26 and 0, as you mentioned in Habib, um, you know, Connor is a star. Uh, is there a, a preference? Like what, what would be better for the sport if, it, 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 who would win this fight? It, what would be better for the sport? If would it be better if Khabib won? Would it be better if Connor won? Like, what's better for you, Dana? So a long time ago, like when we first bought this company, uh, those are the things that I used to try to think of, and and I used to, uh, you know, say, God, if this guy wins, it would be better for us, or if this one it doesn't matter. Whoever they, they will determine that. Whoever goes in and wins, wins, and uh, we roll with whoever the new champion is. That's that's the way this business works. Dana, I would be I would be remiss and I would regret it because I don't get to do this job very often. But Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier seemingly tried to create a one sixty five division, <laughs> and a whole bunch of people got excited. And I'm sure it's something that you guys have been tossing around. Is there any way you could tell us what the reality on on a one sixty five division could be? Because there's a lot of guys close to that weight that could really make that division interesting. Yeah, the problem is, is that. First of all, we there is no talk about a 165-pound weight class, except amongst them, you know. And even Connor brought it up again yesterday. But the reality is, at 170 and 155, right, if you, if you look at you just said 155 is your favorite division, right? And then you look at 170. What 165 would do would deplete the divisions of all the guys that know they can't win a title at 170 or 155. That's exactly what it would do. Guys would jump ship and just completely decimate the 170, 155-pound divisions and to try to win a title at 165. You know what it seems like every time I hear you or talk to you? It it feels like you have so many of these guys that are – Look, and I say this with love. They're like huge pains in your ass, right? Like all the, <laughs> they create all this, all these issues for you. Like, how do you handle all this stuff, White? Think of, think about this, right? I have three hundred employees that work for me, right? Then I have over five hundred fighters, five hundred alpha male and females 
with egos and different personalities and personal problems, you know, and all kinds of, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very unique job. Let me, let me, let me put it to you that way. Dana, I know you and Vince McMahon had clashed in the past, but I've been a fan of the UFC ever since my godfather, Bob Wall, told me about UFC 1 and all these crazy guys from Brazil that were choking out him and, and Chuck Norris and teaching them new ways, and they were on the cover of Black Belt magazines. What you've done with this company and the roads you've taken, even though your personalities have always clashed, are very, very similar, and you've built stars, and you've also had stars build themselves in a similar way. Have you and him ever ever spoken? Is it a positive relationship? Do you see those similarities, or do you do you disagree with that completely? No, listen, saying saying that you know you you see a lot of similarities between me and Vince is a compliment. I mean, look look at how successful this guy's been and what he's done, and, and to be honest, he's built it with something that, that is real. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it, it's, it's not real. So that's even more phenomenal. Um, um, my follow-up question is, what's it going to take to get you and him in the ring at WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> I want to so, see you throw hands, so, Dana. So the, the thing is, is that uh, he, um, you, you know, I, I don't know if you can ever really get that close to Vince if he sees you as a, as a, I don't want to say a rival, but a competitor or something like that. He's just not built that way. And, you know, as far as getting in and doing anything with him, you know, Vince is over 70 years old. I mean, he's still a, <laughs> he, still he still wants to work, dude, brother. But, uh, trust me. I don't think I'm going to fight a 70 something year old dude. <laughs> let me, l- let me switch gears. Cause I read a report that made me very happy about new agreement moving forward with USADA and giving these fighters an opportunity to sort of prove their case before the public sort of tries them and automatically says guilty. A lot of times I think people overestimate what these fighters are thinking about. And a lot of these guys aren't, they're not scientists. They want to punch somebody in the face and they can actually make a living doing it. And they're not as well educated as, as someone who goes to the gym every day and builds their muscles is. Um, how much of a struggle was that for you guys to build? Was it a struggle? Um, where do you guys see your relationship going with you, Sada? Well, it happened so many times. These tainted supplements, people don't realize, but most of these supplements, there's a very few companies that actually make them. So all the stuff that they make goes through the same silos or, you know, whatever they're doing. And a lot of this stuff is tainted. So, um, you know, it, it's happening more and more. So you Sada understands that. So what happens is you come out and you say, oh, this guy took something. Then everybody writes stories about it. Now he looks like a cheater. And they're like, oh, it was tainted supplements. Well, you can't retract that story. You can't tell the war- everybody who saw it it wasn't true. So why not give these guys the chance to prove themselves, whether they're innocent or guilty? Then when you find out, you put it out. Dana White, UFC, you know pre- for sure. Dana White, UFC president with us here. Um, speaking of which... Uh, John Jones will be back in the mix at some point here. What are you expecting as far as a timeline for him or even an opponent? I'm waiting for him to get in shape. He's not in shape. I thought that, uh, you know, he, he would stay in shape. He's not. He's, he, he's extremely overweight right now and needs to get back in the gym, get a camp going. And once he starts to get into, into good shape and see how his body feels, then we can figure out, um, you know, what's next for him, when and what opponent. There he is, the president of the UFC, Dana White. UFC 229 this weekend. Habib and Connor uh, going at it in the main event. Dana, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for making time for us. 
Likewise. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.